From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Wednesday, December 7th. I'm Sarah Wright. Supervisor Ted Williams asked County Council for advice on limiting public comment related to agendized cannabis issues, leading to a swift warning from a leading cannabis attorney. Representatives from SEIU 2015, the Caregivers Union, advocated for higher pay, claiming that fast food workers make more than those who take care of disabled, poverty-stricken people. Caregiver Priscilla Tarver was among the speakers arguing that low pay makes it difficult to hire enough caregivers. We just want to be recognized as a serious profession. That's what it is. You know that we came in in diapers, we're going out in diapers. Somebody's going to be taking care of you at some point. You're going to want that person to like to do their job. And if they get paid well enough, they're going to like to come to work and take care of you. Public Health Officer Dr. Andy Corrin urged people to get up to date on their flu and COVID vaccines and to take other precautions against infection. Since our community risk level worsened last week, I strongly recommend masking now in all indoor public spaces. Yes, they are uncomfortable, but not nearly as uncomfortable as a hospital bed or a ventilator or even caring for yourself for weeks at home. Corn said the local medical system is so strained by the spate of respiratory illnesses that recently a sick child had to be transported out of state. This week, Adventist Health Ukiah Valley announced that it's offering an after-hours pediatric clinic on Mondays and Thursdays from 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m., primarily for established pediatric patients exhibiting respiratory symptoms. Much of yesterday's morning discussion revolved around cannabis items that were on the consent calendar. One was a retroactive contract for $185,000 with Elevate Impact, the contractor administering the Cannabis Equity Grant Program. Department Director Kristen Nevidal said that was due to a missing invoice. But the item that got the most attention was a recommendation to approve the manual for the Local Jurisdiction Assistance Grant Program. The county received an $18 million allotment from the state to help cultivators satisfy environmental requirements as they struggle to comply with state regulations. That item came before Supervisors Maureen Mulhern and Dan Jurdy at the General Government Committee meeting in October. The Mendocino Cannabis Alliance urged the board not to approve the manual, arguing that too much money will be used for administration and that they believe the guidelines are more restrictive than those allowed by the state. Williams asked County Council Christian Curtis if the board is obliged to hear the public. I think it was our understanding that public comment would be heard at the General Government Committee not there and then again at a Board of Supervisors session. What is proper? The Brown Act doesn't require public comment at the full board meeting uh, if an item was previously heard at a, a standing committee, and that's specifically a committee exclusively of members of this board meeting in a Brown Act compliant manner. So as long as there's, there's an opportunity for the public comment there, you don't essentially have to repeat the public comment at the board level uh, itself unless the legislative body, which would be the board, determines that there's been a substantial change in the item between when it was at the committee and when it came to the, the full board. Longtime cannabis attorney Hannah Nelson called in with a rebuttal. Just because the Brown Act potentially allows for that process to be utilized to restrict public comment on agenda items heard specifically in standing committees in the past doesn't mean that it's a good or responsible thing to do. Nelson argued that the full board could benefit from public comment on items that are agendized just 72 hours before public meetings and that often more nuance is available when people have more time to absorb the material. And cannabis is not the only topic that's subject to multiple rounds of discussion. 
it's going to be very important to apply any rule of this sort across every single standing committee. And I'm sure that the citizens and press will be interested to see if the board would be applying any such rule equally across all issues and all committees. I hope that this board considers the limited time spent on public expression is valuable from their constituents and will not suppress the voice of the people. Private environmental consultant Chantal Simon-Petrie delivered a stinging critique of the manual, saying it's not ready to be implemented without clearly established procedures and protocols. It goes into archaeological and cultural surveys, traffic studies, air quality and greenhouse gas, emission studies, and Appendix G preparation. Phase one cultivators do not need the top three of those. They don't need to do arc and cultural traffic studies, and they don't need to do air quality and greenhouse gas emission studies. The only thing they need to have developed, one of the only things that everybody needs, is a biological study. And that's one thing that is explicitly not included in this manual. I say that as an example to say this manual and this program are not ready to go out and to be launched. The sensitive species impact portion of the CEQA document relies on the biological study, and that is one that is explicitly not included here. So as an example, there are other gaps in the thinking that created this manual to demonstrate that it's not ready for release. But Nevidal said that bringing more materials before the general government committee and then the full board could have serious consequences for applicants. Bringing an item to GGC in January means that the earliest it could come forward to the board, if that's the will of the board, is going to be February, which means we would not then be able to put a grant application out if everything went well until March. So we'll miss a full grant cycle. The goal, again, is to try to get two grant award cycles in so that folks can take advantage of this work season, which is going to be critically important for folks who are Um, needing to conduct their projects to complete their Laker Stream and Alteration Agreements. The board agreed to approve the manual without a separate document establishing procedures and protocols, but to continue fine-tuning it. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.